Thank you for choosing Talks News and this special double feature. It is too fucking hot in my room. And this might be a bad idea. I think I might have swung above my weight, but here we are. This episode rides on the coattails of Trump's phone call with the Secretary of State of Georgia. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back, do it. If you haven't, you're going to miss a bit of context, whether it comes applicable or not in this temple video, because he didn't watch the full video either. So, you know, don't feel too bad if you didn't go to that episode, but it's there if you want it. We, I, I just went through the subtext and the subliminal messaging that Trump seemed to have been trying to push across. Now, there's a ton of other views to get on that, so please consume as many as you can. But for this episode of Tox News, where the most toxic comes in the most gelatinous ooze possible, we're going to get it from Timmy Poole. So let's take it. Post has released audio of Donald Trump speaking with the Georgia Secretary of State and his legal counsel. In a 4 minute and 32 second clip, Trump says, I just want to find 11,780 votes. The Washington Post called it an extraordinary hour-long call. The only issue is that all that's been released so far is four minutes and 32 seconds, and there are numerous jump cuts. I don't know exactly what Trump is talking about. It makes it hard to find the full context. Now, the issue here uh, specifically is that there have been many instances where the media has taken things out of context, and it's hard to know exactly what Trump was talking about in reference to 11,780 votes. The reason why that stood out to me is that Trump is informed earlier in the call, and it's a fact, that he actually lost by 12,000 or so votes. So what? So if he knows that was in the earlier part of the call, then did he watch the full video? Does he have the full context then? So weird. What does it mean that Trump wants to find these votes and why? Hard to know when the Washington Post hasn't released the full audio. Of course. But he could read the article that it's headlined to. <laughs> what do you mean? It's hard to know. And then also, I found the article. And he, like, tweeted at the guy who had posted the original short clip of it, which then went, like, kind of summarized the whole thing in a, you know, normal news article situation. And Tim's like, you got the full video for full context? And the guy's like, Google, dude. Use Google. Don't ask me. Go use your own autonomy. And the, the, the Tim got super offended. He's like, dude, where's the respect? And, like, obviously, Frank Lutz or Luntz or whatever how you say his name doesn't respect Tim Pool as a journalist. Like, he even said something about what about journalist integrity or something about journalism or whatever. It was kind of dumb. Um... Because it just seemed like he was trying to rile up Frank and get attention. But, um, like, Frank obviously doesn't respect Tim Pool, and there's good reason not to. Tribal partisans are already freaking out, mostly leftist Democrats and many never-Trump or Republican types, and it's exactly what you'd expect. Once again, another story that shows it doesn't matter what comes out. It doesn't matter what Trump says. He's wrong. It doesn't matter what Trump says to the Trump supporters. He's right. In the call, you can hear Trump saying no one. That's probably the most accurate thing I've heard Tim Pool say since, well, we did that video with the Red House and he said something pretty accurate in that one, too. But he at least acknowledged that everybody's biases are getting in the way of taking in objective information. Um, but the, the call is of the GBI and the Secretary of State telling Trump to his ears that he is wrong. Yeah, for sure will be mad at you if you recalculate. He says people will respect you. Trump's actually correct. But he's approaching this from a Trump perspective. Trump supporters absolutely agree with the president when he says these things on the call, and it's surprising to absolutely no one. So the deeper story here is not just about this extraordinary hour-long phone call for which we don't actually get to listen to. It's about uh, you can listen to the full video in the previous episode. Unfortunately, it is like two hours long because <laughs> I had to I went through the whole thing and there's plenty to say about it. Um, but uh, Tim Pool is acting as if it doesn't exist, almost like anybody who views this video is going to assume it doesn't exist. Out the obvious reaction from tribalist partisans. People are going insane. Why I tweeted and Frank Luntz, the famous yep. pollster, <laughs> there posted it is. a clip, and I just simply said, is there a full recording? And boy, did he and many tribal leftists explode. 
I'm not sitting here getting tons of support from Trump supporters when I say Lynn Wood has lost his mind, Sidney Powell's lawsuit is crazy, and that Trump has lost the election. Joe Biden is, is going to be inaugurated as president, and I give it a 99.99% likelihood. I get I get flat. It's so funny that he doesn't agree with the like Trump narrative, but yet he finds a way to perpetuate it in an anti left sentiment. It's yeah, that's exactly what I think the root of a classic liberal would take. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Back from Trump supporters who insult me because of it and the left because neither seems to want to admit. Well, actually, I take that back. I think at least Trump supporters recognize they're playing to their side. The left is claiming that they're uh, the arbiters of truth and the only real media, at the very least, what I can get from Trump supporters is, is acknowledgement that they are biased and that the left is, and the mainstream media is, putting out bad information. That being said, they still don't like me and they call me disrespectful and wrong for refusing to acknowledge that Trump actually won when I don't think he did. Now, it may be their instance of fraud. It may be their legitimate reasons to uh, uh, investigate these different states or call them into question into question or object to them i think most or recount the votes for a fourth time count the votes again yeah most of the obje objections should rest on constitutional matters notably article two i believe it's article two of the constitution in how state legislatures ultimately choose who will be their electors for or, or, or how the elections will be run and who the electors will be that makes sense fraud and dominion stuff i think it's i think it's ridiculous what I've heard of this leaked phone call, I call into question. I think Trump is absolutely wrong, but I'm going to need the full audio. Now, a lot of people have immediately brought up Project Veritas and they say, well, what about when Project Veritas puts out jump cuts too? And I say, yes, I've repeatedly said they should put out raw videos. What's the problem? And yet you hosted like, oh no, that was Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro had James O'Keefe on. All right. All right. Fine. 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 I'll let him claim this this time, but I will remember this, Tim. I'll remember you saying this. It's an excuse. The left will claim, oh, but you like Veritas, but you won't support this. I'll support it insofar as it matters. It doesn't have an impact on Trump supporters' view of what's going on that Trump th True. thinks the same thing they do. Trump asking that we want to uh, recalculate or, or change the results is obvious to everyone because Trump's been saying it for months. This isn't new information. But people are certainly losing their minds. So let's read the news and see what's going on. And I'll break down to you why exactly I, I take issue with what the Washington Post has put out. Not, the, not, not that I'm saying it's the worst thing in the world, like it's just garbage information. I think it confirms what we already knew about Trump's opinions. It doesn't change a whole lot. To throw it to Project Veritas, some of their recordings are of executives at major corporations who are... Con what I found interesting in it in, in it, and if you do listen to that previous episode, is the intent and the precise actions that Trump wants the Secretary of State to make. Like, that's what's actually fundamentally important about the phone call. Not the story about it, not who recorded it and who didn't record it, how Raffensperger's a traitor to the Republican Party. No, the actual content of the call is pretty important because Trump does make insinuations on how the Secretary of State can go about changing the election results unofficially, but to make it look officially. The pressuring, not feeling that so much. He did say once that there was going to be uh, some consequences or some uh, some costs in many ways. But like that, I don't know, that's vague and meaningless. Like that's like like a rich kid saying, my dad will hear about this. Like, yeah, okay. Contradicting themselves or employees contradicting themselves. Also newsworthy. I think this is newsworthy. It confirms most of what we already knew. And it's true for many of Project Veritas's videos as well. Preferably for both, I would like to see the raw audio or the raw video. But let's read the news. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. So he's purposely not trying to look up the video. And he's going with the article that he said wasn't in full context. And he's not interested in finding the full context. He could have recorded himself looking for the full context and he would have found it in five minutes and boom, this video would have been over. Slash donate. If you would like to support my work, there are many ways you can give. But the best thing you can do is share everything you can do to help me. Let's read. The so you know I have to skip that, right? You know I have to skip that. I have to skip Tim Pool asking for bitcoins. Washington Post reports President Trump urged fellow Republican Brad Raffensperger, the Georgia Secretary of State, to, quote, find enough votes 
to overturn his defeat in an extraordinary one hour phone call Saturday that election experts said raised legal questions. The Washington Post obtained a recording of the conversation in which Trump alternately berated Raffensperger, tried to flatter him, begged him to act and threaten him with vague criminal consequences. If You know what? All of that did happen. Yeah. Yeah, it did bounce bounce in between those things between berating, flattering, begging and threatening. Yeah. The Secretary of State refused to pursue his false claim at one point warning that Raffensperger was taking a big risk. Upon listening to the audio, it really does seem that the Washington Post is correct. And Trump does Upon listening to the clip or upon listening to the full thing? Which one, Tim? Which one? Does say, I mean, we can hear him say these things. I'd like to hear the full recording. But okay. I think so he's talking about the clip. what Trump is saying. Is it a revelation to anybody that Trump is saying, you know, it could be illegal? No, he tweeted this. Lynn Wood tweeted that they, Raffensperger would be going to prison. Am I shocked to see that Trump thinks this stuff too? No. Do I think Trump is wrong? Yeah, but calling them up and threatening them going to prison is different than saying on Twitter that they are going, well, not really, because he's the president. Um, yeah, both of those times should have been inappropriate. Yeah. And Tim Pool is saying, like, we know these things. It happens. It's like, yeah, dude, and it shouldn't. Yes. The, 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 the idea that there's some vague criminal, uh, you know, consequences for certifying a, a, a bad election or whatever. I mean, sure, there technically are, but proving uh, intent is going to be ridiculous. I just think Trump has incorrect information on a lot of this. And I think the, 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 the Georgia Secretary of State is also, in my opinion, got a political, uh, a political agenda, as they all do. There are establishment crony types, and there are insurgent candidates, people like Donald Trump. Georgia doesn't seem to like Trump. He's a Republican. What, what do you mean? His political agenda is the Republican parties. Well, what do you mean? All that much. Oh, they can claim they do, but come on. There are many things they could have done to appease Trump supporters. They did not do. Now, they gave us these risk-limiting audits, oh, which is like a half measure for what Trump supporters were asking for. Now, I do think it's also fair to point out there is probably nothing you can do in the long run to change people's minds that are tribal partisans. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. That's the bigger picture. <laughs> I think even if Georgia did... We can stop having partisan news. We can start there. Except, like, it's really hard for journalists to remove their perspective in a lot of cases. But news pundits in themselves are purposely there to put their perspectives into the news. So, um, you know, if we start getting rid of people like Tim Pool and me. But the best we can do is kind of counterbalance it. You know? Come out and did a full audit, like hardcore signature audit across the board and actually found chain of custody documents, apparently of which are lost. Then Trump supporters would still find some reason to say, I just don't believe it because people don't trust the system anymore. There's no point in even saying or arguing when you know either side is just going to make claims and say they're right, you're wrong. The easiest way to exemplify this, the left routinely complains that Project Veritas takes things out of context. They say the videos are edited in such a way that it changes the meaning of things. Okay, if that's the standard by which you will assess. So we're going to highlight the hypocrisy even though they obviously did that just to catch people's attention and knowing full well that most people aren't going to listen to the whole full hour just because not even everybody has the time or attention span to do so. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, but, you know, they obviously it's been posted full videos out there. People who want it can get it. Project Veritas will not upload a full video to save their lives statements from high-ranking executives at tech companies and news organizations, then you should throw this story in the garbage because they have a one-hour-long phone call, but they didn't release it. I think I know who did leak the phone call to the Washington Post. Very obviously, Brad Raffensperger, in my opinion, was the one who did it. Why? Just listen to the audio. You can hear that Trump has a low quality sound as if he's coming from the receiver of a phone and Brad Raffensperger's voice is clear as if he's. 
I had originally thought that, but then the issue became whenever Raffensperger's tried to talk, it sounded like he had a bad internet connection or that somebody was talking over him. Trump's, on the other hand, was consistent the whole time. So, um, yeah. Holding a recording device up to himself or is using an internal recording device in his phone, perhaps, which is recording his audio directly. Now, Donald Trump tweeted, I spoke to Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger yesterday about Fulton County and voter fraud in Georgia. He was unwilling or unable to answer questions such as the ballots under the table scam, ballot destruction, out of state voters, dead voters and more. He has no clue. But the also thing is, is that Trump would talk much more than uh, Raffensperger did. And like he didn't really even allow for the answers and any answers that Raffensperger or Ryan Jeremy would or Germany would provide. He would say, oh, I don't know. Or that doesn't seem right. Or how could that be? Or no, I don't agree. You see what I'm saying? Like, again, spinning, spinning that narrative like a like a Beyblade, like a like a fucking top, like like a merry-go-round. Raffensperger responded, respectfully, President Trump, what you are saying is not true. The truth will come out. The truth will come out. Why will the truth come out? Well, in my opinion, it's because Raffensperger is the likely culprit in leaking the audio and probably because he believes he's right and thinks Trump is wrong. And I'll be honest, I also think after listening to at least four... Wait. No, that came out around the same time that article did so like it wasn't like when trump asked for the emails from russia and then they came out a couple days later that was the morning of of this article dropping in fact didn't that come out like late monday night no what's today today's monday so it came out late saturday didn't it for minutes of it Trump actually is wrong. And you can hear it in Trump's voice. He's not all sure of himself. He says, isn't it, is, isn't it true that they were removing, you know, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't Dominion come in and move stuff? And another person on the call, the legal counsel says, that's not true. And he goes, you're sure about that? Yes. And that's it. I don't know in which context Trump is saying any of these things. A really good example of my issue with the recording Trump saying, I just want to find 11,780 votes. They mention, I don't know if they mentioned in the article itself, Maybe they do that in one of the calls, they mentioned that Joe Biden won by 12,000 uh, votes. When I saw that, I was curious as to why Trump. Here we go. I, I have it. Let me read it throughout the literally seven minutes. Between Trump. Tweeting about the, the phone call. Uh, Brad Raffensperger responding to that tweet and then. The Washington Post article comes out. There is an old saying about politics and that it's all in the timing. I have nothing else to provide than that. Just consider it. Man, look at my tan lines. That's insane. Look at look at that hue, like that difference of hue going on right there. God damn. Like, ugh. it's kind of getting me turned on. All right. Anyways, back to serious news time. Call Raffensperger and his office as general counsel rejected Trump's assertions, explaining that Trump is relying on debunked conspiracy theories and that President-elect Joe Biden's 12,779 vote victory in Georgia was fair and accurate. If they told him he lost by 12,000, at another point, Trump said, so look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have because we won the state. Why would Trump ask for them to find a smaller amount than by which he lost by that wouldn't change the results. Could it have something to do with maybe the Senate election race? Could it have potentially have gotten one of uh, maybe Purdue over the 50% threshold? I believe it's possible, but I think the number was actually kind of higher than that. I'd like to know the full context so I can understand why Trump was. The full context is that Trump wanted to find those votes delegitimate, either through signature mess ups, no signatures or the the moving like they moved out of Georgia, then moved back in or the vacant address or the post office or uh, provisional ballots or he just wanted him to find something that would contribute to removing these votes from Biden, increasing his lead. Was asking to find an amount of votes that would not allow him to win and how that's him claiming he wants to overturn the results of the election. Doesn't quite make sense to me. It could be that Trump is wrong, and I think he is on many points, and thus his numbers are off. 
Or it could be there's context missing and we don't know exactly what Trump is talking about. And I had brought up midway through that Trump doesn't even know what he's talking about because at some point he called the 11,780 the number. Context missing and we don't know exactly what Trump is talking about. I can say many things about Project Veritas. I bring them up specifically because we are dealing with a similar circumstance in which limited audio is released. There, there have been instances where I have criticized Project Veritas. That's right. They once got secret recordings of a New York Times employee who claimed he could, you know, do all these things and, you know, make all these, uh, you know, uh, push certain stories and things like that, or that YouTube would. Long story short, one of the people that Project Veritas exposed, I knew, and I am firmly of the belief this dude was just blowing smoke because I know this guy. And so I said it when Project Veritas put it out. Nah, this guy was trying to talk up some girl, make it seem like he was all, you know, big and bad, and he wasn't. I have criticized Project Veritas before. Ah, but you say, but Tim, you've also used Project Veritas recordings and praised them and defended O'Keefe. That's right. You know why? Because he's quite literally doing the same thing the Washington Post just did. So I can say I'd like the full recording. I'd like to understand the context. I've said the same of Veritas. And I Which is interesting because, yeah, this video was published yesterday and you can find the full context and he hasn't uploaded a video about it. Let's see here. Um, he's got another one called Tim IRL. So let's see if that's in there. It's his full podcast, so I'm not really sure if he'll have it just in the video title. Oh, they're live right now. How cute. Um, Walmart tweets insult. Senator Sparks boycott threats. Uh, maybe he talked about it and didn't put it in a headline, but it doesn't look like he recovered this. He just jumped at it as soon as he could have the plausible deniability that the full context wasn't out. And it allows his people to not have the full context. There's no reason of looking for, for it because it doesn't familiar, exist. Matt. It doesn't exist. So there's no no reason of looking for it. And yeah, I'm I'm not seeing it. Maybe in this impeachment video. Maybe it's in this impeachment video. Democrats are calling for the impeachment. Trump is legal team and the secretary of state of Georgia. Now, yesterday, I did a segment about this on my main channel. At the time, only about four minutes had been released. But shortly after I recorded, they did release the full hour long audio. And my friends, let me tell you, of course, they take Trump out of context, which is the basis. Plausible deniability. And then he's also doing the same kind of spin that the Washington Post article does, which is tell you about the video rather than providing the full context, maybe even clips of where he found specifically where the they were taking him out of context or stuff like that. But uh, very interesting. Um, of course, I just did it. I have this episode. Go to the previous one. And I consider them in many ways to be similar in the kind of work they do. The problem, the Washington Post will target Trump, confirming our biases across the board. Project Veritas will target Google and Facebook and the Washington Post and confirm many of our biases across the board. And you need to explain to me the difference. Is it because you don't like they're targeting you? And therein lies the big problem. And that's also part of the issue here of this video segment that he's claiming like the full context isn't out there. And so how can we distinguish Washington Post from Project Veritas? Well, the full context is out there, Tim. And if you can find me a full context video released by Project Veritas, I would love to see it. There are certain things I will respect about what The Washington Post does and criticize them for, and they get way more criticism than Veritas will. And it's probably because Veritas is a smaller operation. No, it's because they're right wing biased as you are, Tim. Like you do gymnastics to make sure you're ending up on the right with your classic liberalism. And I know that, you know, to what degree I can trust James O'Keefe's work. And I typically do. The Washington Post puts out this clip and I can say, OK, that's fine. But they've also flat out made up stories and refused to correct stories. And I same as Project Veritas, which he still trusts more. Like, honestly, if I was to hear that, I would say don't trust either of them because I know Project Veritas is just as much of an amount of shit. The only thing is, is that the Washington Post is actually held accountable because of their, like, their, not necessarily licensing, but they don't want to hurt their integrity in the public sphere and then getting other interviews or even being in the White House uh, secretary press room, you know, 
the, the White House press room. So um, hurting that kind of intact. Well, OK, OAN got a pass, but also that's because Trump was in office. So, again, a little bit more complicated. But Project Veritas has been debunked and has never apologized for it. How many people came out and said that James O'Keefe offered them $10,000 to lie? Multiple, multiple. And I've tracked way too many bunk Washington Post stories. Case in point, the Covington kids, where they took video and audio out of context. There have been, there's an instance where I've actually <laughs> directly questioned James O'Keefe. I believe we did it live. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll go with the Covington kids. Yeah, because uh, Nick Sandman keeps winning those defamation lawsuits. Sure. Live on my show about a circumstance where he did seemingly take someone out of context. And he said they made a mistake. I don't want to I don't want to put words in James's mouth, but that they should they you know, they, they interpreted someone's statement as his own from NPR, but that they should have been more careful with it. And so there you go. Veritas has also won all of their defamation suits. They're far from perfect. The Washington Post far from perfect. Why are you trying to play a game now where you would defend this? More importantly, let me show you something. Because the full video's out, Tim. It's out, and you could have found it if you wanted to. You, you could have found it if you wanted to. Should we? Should we even check the dates? I'm gonna. I'm gonna check the dates to see when the release of the full video and the Politifact. Donald the Trump and, and the then, fish food yeah. dump. How early reports got it wrong? Why? Yes, even Yasher Ali, who I actually respect, I think he's. A, I think he's a good dude. He says I've deleted this tweet which was based upon multiple news reports, but the video clearly shows Abe, uh, I'm sorry, Abe, dumping his box of food first. Should have pronounced his name right, considering I'm the one who pulled the story up. But the story is this. Donald Trump was with Shinzo Abe, and he was feeding koi fish in a koi pond. Koi? Trump is seen in a video that was edited, dumping his entire little box of food, and everyone makes fun of him. In one story, they say, big stupid baby dumps load of fish food on Japanese koi pond. The reality in the actual video, Shinzo Abe, the Japanese prime minister, did it first. Trump followed suit. This was a deliberate out of context edit. I have not seen Project Veritas do that. Now, you can question them on the NPR story where this uh, what it basically happened was you had a guy who was saying this is what people say. James said at a certain point what he was describing as someone else became his own opinion. And that they probably should have done something different. Okay, fool me once, shame on you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you, me. But more importantly, I'm willing to give people multiple chances. No, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, fool me once can't get fooled again. Now I keep trying to click on this, but just before I can get the date, the Washington Post thing comes up. Ah, uh, telling me to subscribe, and the answer is never. News should not be behind a paywall. So apparently, the full audio came out at 2:15 p.m. Whereas the other one, nice, came out at like 11 a.m. So a few hours later. So I feel like Tim just jumped the gun before it was released. So yeah, he could have that plausible deniability. In that instance, I believe perhaps they made a mistake. Which, honestly, that's a big mistake on the part of the Washington Post because it gave that ammunition to every single right winger there is. So um, yeah, good job, Post. Shouts out to them for, like, not dropping them at the same time. If it's the raw audio, why wouldn't that just come out at the same time as the edited one? Like, the edited one obviously took more time. Also, to write the article probably took more time. So why would that come out later? Why would the raw audio come out later? Like, I'd, sometimes I literally think that the liberals are helping the conservatives fight against the liberals. Okay, since then... I think they've done a fine job. I've had some questions. I've even followed up and even there have been some of the stuff from them I didn't believe. And I challenged and I criticized. But for the most part, they are a smaller organization with a limited number of stories relative to the Washington Post. And thus, they have less bad stories. The mainstream media as a whole, particularly the Washington Post, have put it too much fake news. There was one story put out by the Washington Post where they claimed ha famed hacker Kim.com was hacking into uh, Sethridge's Gmail account to publish e emails or whatever. And I said, that's fake news. And I questioned it. And six months later, they went in and secretly edited the story to put a bunch of qualifying maybe what ifs in there because their assertions were false. It actually resulted in several journalists that I reached out to retracting tweets and statements when they realized the story was completely fabricated. 
that's a lot of that's like one anecdotal evidence that needs a lot of research and i don't think any viewer is going to do that because he's an authoritative source for a lot of them and i'm not going to do it either because i have a limited amount of time this is the second episode i'm doing tonight out of something that i just did for two hours so i'm not going to go through and do that so if you're listening and you're interested in finding out whether or not tim pool is accurate about this one story that the washington post got out uh, got wrong uh go ahead that's the problem with the Washington Post. It's an issue of trust. Well, let me tell you how insane everyone is, and then we'll talk about what's going on in Georgia. You see, Frank Luntz tweeted, in a recording <laughs> of the conversation, Trump alternatively berated Raffensperger. Ah, yes, it's but a simple quote from the Washington Post. He says, here's the audio of Trump's call with Georgia Secretary of State. I asked him, is there a full re re uh, recording? That's it. Is there a full recording? And he said, if you really can't find it, you might want to remove journalist from your bio. Well, you know what? I spent a decent amount of time trying to see if there was an actual hour long conversation of this and I couldn't find it. And I have no problem admitting that. I'm actually quite good at doing research and digging into leaked recordings. And I've even had things leaked to me in the past. Why is Frank yelling at me? I simply asked if there was a full recording. My response was, what's with all the hostility? I saw your tweet, thought crazy, and then asked if there was a full recording. I'll give you the actual context of what happened. I was scrolling on Twitter, reading news. Dude, so he said that he looked for a long time. But when Frank Lutz said, if you really can't find it, you might want to remove journalists from your bio, Tim Pool responded with, what the hell? And somehow he bleeped that on his, on his but on my Twitter, it's not bleeped. Huh. And it says 1.58 p.m. on his. But on mine it says 11.58 a.m. But anyways, Frank Lutz at 11.53 a.m. tweeted, If you really can't find it, you might want to remove journalists from your bio. Five minutes later, <laughs> Tim Pool says, What the hell is with all the hostility? I saw your tweet, thought cozy or crazy, and then asked if there was a full recording. But obviously, Frank Luntz does not respect Tim Pool. Obviously. And did take the opportunity to dunk on him, as disrespectful as it may be. But that's what happens when you don't have respect and you ask a question like that when you could probably go and find it. The unfortunate thing is, is that the Washington Post did, in fact, take a few hours to upload that full audio. People were talking about it. I saw Frank post a clip and I simply said, whoa, that's crazy. The things Trump's saying, I'd like to know the full context. Is there a full recording? And boom, these people explode. They don't actually care about what Trump is saying. They, we already know they don't like what Trump is saying. We already know that Trump supporters like what Trump is saying. This is completely meaningless. But it shows you that even people like Frank Luntz, these people have lost their minds. What have, I, what have I said about Frank in the past, that he's been wrong on some things, that in reference to his own tweet where he said, if we get this one wrong, we need to find new professions. And I laughed and said, maybe you should. And that I said, I think he's actually pretty all right. I said the same thing about Cenk Uger of the Young Turks. When I read one of his comment, one of his articles, I said, I think he's wrong, but I think he's got a lot right in this article. So with respect, definitely good job, Cenk, on getting these things right. I disagree with you on this. This is what the world has become. That's why I'm sick of all of these people. It's not just, you know, Frank Luntz. There are people on the right as well that put out ridiculous tweets. I've criticized Candace Owens in the past for saying for agreeing with Trump. And I've criticized Trump for this when they say you should be arrested for burning the American flag. Sorry, if it's your property, you can burn it. I disagree. I've criticized a lot of these people. And there are certainly a lot of people in what's called conservative ink who jump the gun and will mock and berate the left. But I'm sick of it. You people, all these tribalists are lunatics. They're going insane. I simply asked you a question, dude. Y'all need to calm yourselves. But more importantly, I don't even care. It doesn't matter. I don't know Frank. Frank doesn't owe me any favors and he can be as mean as he wants. I just want to know why these people are such nasty pieces of garbage. Maybe it's because I call them pieces of garbage right now, huh? I don't care. I don't care. You know what? <laughs> I mean, he's done it before. He's called people trash and garbage before, so. Why? In the end, the Trump supporters will hear this and they'll say, good for Trump. The Trump haters will say, oh, no, Trump is trying to steal the election, which is what they've already been saying the whole time. Does this matter? Is this going to change anything? Or is this just another ridiculous, 
grain of sand on our stupid heap that's leading us to some massive unrest on January 6th. He just keeps just always got to feed it into the narrative that it's part of the civil war when, yeah, you got to realize that Trump is pushing that subliminal message, that subtext to bring down the integrity of the election and to uh, get everybody angry about the results of the Georgia election before they actually happen. I already went over this in the previous episode, but it's just so fascinating that no matter what topic Tim Pool gets his hands on, it's leading to the civil war, all of it. And the unfortunate thing is that like the Trump supporters who do listen to the full phone call will not hear the implications of uh you know berating the secretary of state flattering him um you know and threatening him um they're only going to hear those numbers and those vague accusations that trump says because it's all a part of that right-wing echo chamber so yeah it's not going to convince any right-wingers of trump doing anything wrong yeah yeah but that you know tim pool is not helping by not focusing on the context of the of, of the call which i'm sure in that other video where he admits that he watched the full thing he still he doesn't admit that trump did a lot of things wrong ethically <laughs> you know um so if you trust donald trump you will fight for him if you do not trust him you will complain about him and at this point i used to think maybe maybe several months ago there was at least some nuance but that's the thing too is that a while back before the election he said that he would vote for Trump and he's a Trump supporter. So he will fight for Trump, but he's not going to, uh, 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 you know, explicitly say that right now because that's going to give his hand away in the discussion and people would be willing to, 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 to change their minds. I don't think so, so much right now, but let me show you in Georgia, there actually is something going on. Savannah now reports, this is from December 12th, Georgia lawmaker calls for general assembly, not voters to pick secretary of state. One of Georgia's most powerful Republican lawmakers wants the GA to pick the, ch the state's chief election official instead of voters following backlash. House Speaker David Ralston said Thursday he'll seek a constitutional amendment in the upcoming legislative session that starts next month to let state lawmakers appoint Georgia Secretary of State. That's a bad idea. That's a really bad idea. There are clashes. There are clashes among Republicans with Raffensperger. Raffensperger now somehow seems aligned with tribalist leftists. <laughs> no, because if we recall, McConnell has even said for like the Republicans not to do any objections come the January 6th electoral vote count. And uh, that basically means that we just need to continue with the process. Trump should concede to make this a lot easier. But uh, Mitch McConnell's ready to make the transition. And honestly, he's a bigger representative of the Republican Party than Trump is. Trump was a bit of a trend and a tool for the Republican Party to use in order to radicalize people onto their side. I think it's silly, all of it. But I can't tell you what will happen. But Trump's actually using that power against them, unfortunately, um, because he still wants his will to be done. So just I, I had to acknowledge that point as well. Who was right or who was wrong? There are a lot of people who are making assertions and claims, and there are thousands of sworn affidavits. There's not been an actual court process by which the evidence has been reviewed for the most part. There have been some bits of evidence reviewed, but most of these court cases have been rejected on procedural grounds. I believe the Georgia state legislature, the General Assembly, wanted to call a special session, and Brian uh, Kemp, the governor, refused to do it. This has been this has been true for many states where Republicans have been calling for special sessions to challenge the results. It is a constitutional process. The process by which we are going through now with people like Frank and many others losing their minds and just being tribalist lunatics just says to me that there's no way we escape this without some kind of conflict. Sorry, not interested in hearing your arguments because I just think it's here. I'll go back <laughs> to my point about Jenk. What have I, what have, what have, what have, what have I, he's honestly doing the same thing that Trump is, and he's trying to get people really fired up before January 6th. That's the same thing as that phone call. It's the same thing. I said about the guy, I did an, I, I did a video about one of his articles on the three different Americas. You've got the populist left, the populist right, and the establishment. Now he believes the populist right have gone insane, uh, that they, they don't listen to reason and that they're, if you think there's only three America, like three types of like voters or whatever, three Americas, no. No. They're all cultists. 
Well, you're lumping every single Trump voter in with his most diehard supporters, which definitely get a little kooky and crazy, many of which do behave like cultists. Because, like, far leftists will support progressives, but far leftists ultimately want to achieve something beyond progressive social democracy. Mostly the Q people who believe really insane stuff and people who follow Lynn Wood, that dude snapped off. Even his former client, Nick Sandman, I believe it was his client, said that it was a dumb tweet. Nick Sandman is an ardent Trump supporter who was was defend who received uh, tons of defense from Trump supporters, and even he's calling it out. So you can't do that, Cenk. But in that in that article, I defended that he was right about these three different Americas. That you've got a populist left, populist right, and the establishment. Why then would he come out with Anna Kasparian and just crap all over me and take things I said out of context to try and make some kind of rage bait drama content? Because this is what you get from tribal partisans. They desperately want me to fit that mold, but I don't and I don't care. Maybe I'm one of the only people who doesn't. There's probably a small handful of people. It's the, it's the, it's the disaffected left, disaffected liberals, moderates and conservatives, and many Trump supporters. That's the big problem. Why I think Jenk is wrong in his article. That most of the people on the right, the overwhelming majority, are probably saying Lynn Wood's nuts. I did a video about it. Uh, Republicans are not the majority of this country. And yet again, the, uh, the election proved that. And uh, I feel like the last, wow, all past elections since 2000 have proved that Republicans are nowhere near the majority. Uh, not one has won the popular vote in a very long time. I think I got like 12% thumbs down. Well, there you go. You can see how many ardent Trump supporters are following those videos and don't like me criticizing the guy who's saying insane things like Mike Pence is going to get arrested and charged with treason or something. That's ridiculous. Now, I don't think Trump is going to win. And I'm not saying that it's an electoral issue. I'm saying it's culture war. The culture war has come from the ground several years ago and reached the highest levels of politics. And here we are. The left and the right don't care. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. They just don't care. The right will say, you know what? We don't care. We're not going to we're not going to walk away from this. So where do you think this all goes? It crashes into itself. 12 GOP senators challenging uh, set to object. 140 Republicans in the House set to object. Where's where's AOC challenging Pelosi? Sorry, she's come out and said straight up she won't because the progressives won't do it. She said that she doesn't really have the experience nor the political clout to take Nancy Pelosi's position. Um, but AOC, in the midst of all of this, did say that Trump should be impeached again. So there's that. So what do we have? The populist right is certainly stronger than the populist left. The establishment Democrats have used the populist left for gain. The establishment Democrats includes people like Frank Luntz and never Trump or Republicans. These are the people that are coming together, a bipartisan group of senators saying the election is over. This includes Susan Collins, Bill Cassidy, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Joe Manchin, Mark Warner, Gene Sheehan, Maggie Hassan, Dick Durbin, and Angus King. Quote, at this point, further attempts to cast doubt on the legitimacy of the 2020 presidential election are contrary to the clearly expressed will of the American people and only serve to undermine Americans' confidence in the already determined election results. The voters have spoken and Congress must now fulfill its And see, that's kind of how they're out of touch is with that language, because like 71 million Americans and the Americans that consume right wing echo chamber media uh, don't feel that way. They feel the exact opposite. And so how do you quell that with a bipartisanship that says you guys just need to stop? Um, and I agree they do just need to stop and like, uh, you know, clear evidence needs to be provided but the unfortunate thing is is that the only people they're going to listen to is tim pool stephen crowder ben shapiro tucker carlson laura ingram sean hannity list goes on charlie kirk blah, blah 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 as long as those people do not report on the legitimacy of the election results it's going nowhere responsibility to certify the election results it is time to move forward many leftists far leftists want biden to win why it's really, really easy to control him. He's an. 
And so he has been consuming some of that uh, leftist material that is on the internets because, yes, they do believe that it's going to be much easier to radicalize people to the left under a Biden administration. It's also going to be much easier to organize under a Biden administration to control Biden. Not so much. You can bully him and you can continue to show that establishment Democrats aren't really uh, worth their salt when it comes to actual progressive and radical change. But um, because, you know, Fox News and all the right wings constantly saying how they're socialists and communists and the actual socialists and communists are like, no, look at how bad they're going to do with immigration already. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what the left sees is that they see an easier president to actually get shit done under. It's going to be minimal, like it's going to be a small amount, but it's they're hoping it's going to be a lot greater than under Trump, who probably would have enacted a, a you know, third red scare on a scale unbelievably seen. Old feeble man. They can't defeat Trump. But more importantly, I think many of them know strategically they need Trump's populist right in the out group with Trump having control of the executive branch to a certain degree has been rather ineffective in a lot of ways. And the, and the elites have been fighting against him. It gives legitimacy to Trump, uh, Trump supporters and right wing populists. It gives them a claim to the government. We are in we and, and, and by uh, thus we will support many aspects of the system. The far left knows with the establishment in play, Trump supporters will reject them. And that's what we saw the other day when I did a segment about Trump supporters stomping on the thin blue line flag because the police don't care about the Trump supporters. They don't care about who support them. They care about their paycheck at a time of a major national crisis. They didn't want to deal with like a crowd of proud boys meeting up with a crowd of left leftist protesters. They didn't want to see protesters meet counter protesters and have to deal with that mess. Protect and serve the community might sometimes mean stepping in the middle and not having them fight each other, Tim. Um, not because they don't care about Proud Boys, but because Proud Boys were deliberately walking towards protesters and Proud Boys tend to have violent tendencies. Um, so the cops stood in the way of that and the Proud Boys felt betrayed because of it. That's that's a ridiculous characterization and an extremely po apologist to a neo-fascist group. An economic one manufactured by many politicians. These cops don't want to lose their paycheck. Now Trump supporters are on the short end of the, are, 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 well, they're getting the, the hard end of that stick, the truncheon from the police. Everything Antifa probably could have uh, wanted, or I should say everything they do want. Populist right now at odds with the police. We've already seen the videos of Antifa and Boogaloo boys shaking hands. So here we are witnessing Pelosi's home. Yeah, and it seems because like the, the, the Boogaloo boys being this like certain kind of libertarian Probably ANCAPs who want to see the dissolvement of the government in order to just have super laissez-faire capitalism. Um, they do see uh, racial injustice, I guess, in that they do fight on the side of Black Lives Matter. Their ultimate end goals, either to you know fight in the civil war for civil war's sake or to implement ANCAP libertarianism, um, I don't agree with. Not into that. Not into that at all and McConnell's home being vandalized. Two elements of the establishment being attacked. There's also reports that Pelosi and McConnell are working out a way to stop the objection to Joe Biden's victory because they want the White House. The establishment does. Whether it's Republicans or Democrats, Trump will be on the out. The far left knows, and they've said it. It's all over Twitter. It's easier to remove a feeble old man than a fascist. That's why they don't want Trump in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the except the thing is, is that the the police budget doesn't change. Uh, the the thing is too is that the military budget doesn't change. So like to overthrow the government, you have to deal with the entire government, not just a president. Because it's not like if we take down Biden and somehow put AOC, everything's just going to be fixed. That's so delusional. And for him to ex like think and stereotype leftists as having that kind of end goal. It's dumb, dumb. It's not a good observation. That's dumb. I'll still fight with Trump supporters and Proud Boys, and they'll still demonize them. But what happens when many of these far leftists realize AOC and Ilhan Omar are going to fight for you? They're going to back the system. Rashida Tlaib was one of the only Democrats to reject the omnibus, her along with Tulsi Gabbard. The rest of the squad just went along with it. 
Same is true for most of the Republicans. Now, mm, yeah, that's a little bit more complicated, and that would take me a minute to explain. Um, but, you know, maybe they were on the side of not wanting the government to shut down. Maybe they were pro towards some of the spending that was going out there, not necessarily the foreign aid itself, because, you know, you can vote for a bill and not necessarily agree with every part of it because it was how many pages long. It's a lot of pages, a lot of money moving around. You can't vote down a bill because there's two things that you don't want, even though the rest of it has everything that you want. Like politics is more complicated than that. There were substantially more Republicans who rejected it, but I digress. The establishment is strong. The populist right is stronger than the populist left in government. But will it really matter when Joe Biden is inaugurated as president? And I think he will be because you are talking about Donald Trump, just himself and his supporters going up against the establishment, which includes many senators on both sides. It includes Mitch McConnell. You need a majority of the of the Senate to uh, uh, to uphold the objections to allow Trump to win. But we've already seen many Republicans saying no, like anyone thought Murkowski or, or Romney was going to be supporting Trump in this. And then, of course, you have many of the Republican reps. The GOP is being split in half, fractured in many ways, much like we saw with the Democrats and the progressives. The good news for the Democrats, though, is that the progressives have fallen in line and are now standing up right behind Nancy Pelosi to, well, I'll keep it family friendly this time. They're standing. They had they had to do it to smash the fash. Now, that doesn't it hasn't we haven't gotten rid of all the fascist elements by bringing Biden in. You know, everything Biden does can be rolled back just as much as everything that Trump did is going to be rolled back. But there's some things that are going to progress on, like our continual imperialist wars across the Middle East. The continuing austerity in this country is not going to be alleviated that much by Biden. So um, there's, you know, neoliberalism has still been a poison to the working class just as much as, you know, certain parts of fascism. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's a hard choice for the progressives to, uh, you know, pick the, the lesser evil. But that's the unfortunate thing. And that's why I don't believe that we can reform the system by voting in leaders like the, the system has to be reformed by getting new leaders, new new ideologies, new ideas. Ending right behind Nancy Pelosi doing what she wants, defending the establishment. And, and that isn't to say that the sock Dems or the Dem Socks, or whatever you want to call them, aren't moving the Democratic Party or even the Overton window a bit left. But doing it with the government in place is always just going to make it easier for those projects to either fail or be rolled back. And so are many of these faux progressives. So are many of these hostile tribalists. In the end, it does not matter if audio from Trump is leaked. No one will care. And why should I? What I'm hearing from Trump doesn't change my opinion. I knew you knew he was unethical since the day you decided to vote for him. I know, Tim. I know who Trump thought this. We've heard him tweet it. He said it before. What a stupid waste of time from stupid people who are going insane. I'll tell you, I did begin the video covering the phone call, saying that there were much more important issues. But the reason why covering the video is important is to highlight exactly how the right wing is going to spin this. And so far, I think I'm doing a pretty decent job. I am very tired, though, in this. I had a couple more videos to get into, but I'm going to have to push those back. Sorry, this one's an hour long. That's the way it is. Tell you what, release the full audio. Let's listen to it. In the end, it doesn't matter. You've got despotic Democrats and authoritarian leftists and... They're they're I love it. Defending massive multinational corporations. And the only thing they can say against me is tribalist garbage nonsense. In fact, that's the best they can. If there's a leftist defending, uh, you know, corporations, you're not a leftist like you're a moderate or you're a conservative. That's that's definition pull off like these 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 uh, like I mentioned with Jenk and Anna taking an out of context clip claiming that I was mocking nurses for dancing to celebrate the vaccine. No, I was criticizing nurses and doctors for dancing in hospitals while people were begging them to, to see them, which is a viral YouTube video, and while people are mourning the dead. That was my criticism. Not sure. Yeah, and I think that was recorded in another, 
I thought it was recorded in another state. Was there an American one? There might have been an American one, but like, how dare those nurses take a break? And there's no other nurses, right? Um, so let's criticize the nurses at the one time that they do something for fun to even symbolically worship themselves because we don't do it with, you know, hazard pay or anything like that. We just shoot off fireworks and clap for them and put out signs on our yards. But the second that they dance in celebration for, you know, being on the front lines of the pandemic, um, you know, how dare they, how dare they, you, you get back to work, you know? Um, yeah, that honestly, Tim, I saw that tweet and it, it's so petty. You could have ignored it. You really could have. Sure, uh, what about that you're okay with? But they certainly took what I said out of context and called me a right winger because they, they, they thrive off of drama garbage content. You no are one really right cared winger. though. It's the strangest thing to me. I don't, I, I don't care. I really, really don't. I have my opinions. I'll keep having my opinions. I got no problem making a video saying Linwood has gone nuts or criticizing Sidney Powell, even after Fox News got destroyed. Criticizing people on the right doesn't make you any less of a right winger. Do you think absolute loyalty is the only thing that defines a person's political position? And Trump supporters stopped watching because Tucker Carlson criticized Sidney Powell. What did I do? I kept criticizing Sidney Powell. If you don't like what I have to say, then don't listen to it. And if that puts me in the... He didn't always criticize Sidney Powell. She, he, there was like uh, an idea, like a, a tweet that had gone around uh, saying that she might be assigned a special counsel to investigate election irregularities uh, when Trump leaves or before Trump leaves, either or. Uh, but uh, he seemed pretty stoked on that idea in that tweet. Like it was some super big news that, you know, everybody should be excited about. That's not criticism of somebody who made wild accusations that had no evidence. He may have criticized that specific event when she did that in a courtroom, but he didn't criticize her the whole time and think well having the crazy lady as special counsel is a bad idea no he thought it was a good idea because it would benefit trump because he's a trump supporter and he said trump supporters will fight for trump the poorhouse right. so be it i'm sick of all of this uh, i'll leave you with this me too man trump supporters tend to be on the right side of things not always, not completely, especially not now backing the, the, the absurd tweets of Lynn Wood. And we're even seeing Trump supporters reject that. Like I said, the amount of crazy cult like Trump supporters that that exist is a lot, but not nearly the majority or, or even anywhere near the majority. The overwhelming majority of Trump supporters are like regular Americans. That's it. Now, the left will tell you they're cultists because they need to fight for power and can I mean, you can argue that it's a death cult because regardless of the fact that Trump's policies led to over 300,000 Americans dying by the end of 2020 from a from a virus where no other nation has come close to our numbers besides Brazil, um, you know, and still supporting him beyond that fact, you could say that it's a death cult. In fact, with him like doing a pretty bad job at supporting um, what what is it? Um mass wearing and all the right wingers who are anti mass and then Trump having the rhetoric of saying, well, we have to reopen the country. We can't keep having these lockdowns. It's hurting people. And then people using that same rhetoric to open their stores without proper precautions to keep people safe from COVID kind of a death cult. In fact, the, the best way to get initiated into Trumpism is to catch COVID and then fly a helicopter, get off the helicopter and salute it as it leaves. That's how you join Trumpism convince people to join them. I don't know what's going to happen on the 6th, but it's going to get stupid and it's going to get crazy. And everyone's already decided where they stand. That's true. Maybe there will be some defections from people who get scared. That's the only real way I see people switching sides. They stop and think, oh no, but what if the left wins? Then all of a sudden you see these YouTubers who are like right wing become left wing, worried about maybe getting banned and what happens when the Democrats and the establishment actually take over. I don't care. I really don't. I think Trump is going to lose. I think I think he's lost. I think Joe Biden will be inaugurated and we'll see what happens. I don't think Trump has any institutional support and there's no political willpower among Republicans to actually fight back. And Republic I like how accepting reality is his neutrality. <laughs> and, and, you know, the only way to actually be radically Trump is to perpetuate the the election fraud uh, narrative like continuously. 
Um, he will probably still allege that the at some point that the election was stolen from Trump and that there were a lot of illegalities and nothing was really investigated. He'll still use this story that is being developed as we speak in his benefit probably later on. We'll see it again probably brought up in 2022 with the next House of Representatives and Senate races and yeah, it's that that's this is just giving ammo for that next election, honestly. Republicans don't fight for the American people anyway, nor have they. And I've routinely said I don't like McConnell or Lindsey Graham. Not that I like Nancy Pelosi, but I've defended her more than I've defended McConnell or Graham in the past, mostly because she was fighting back against the squad who were asking. And then he's also radicalizing people further into Trump by saying he's never really liked Republicans and that the only reason why he's been supporting the party is because of Trump. So like that radicalizes people farther past the Republican position. You understand that, right? for crazy and thing. that 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 prepares them from what comes next after trump which is certainly going to be worse things at this point everybody's kind of lost the plot and what i'll tell you is i'll stand for the constitution i will defend it i will defend it to the best of my abilities i will i will also defend reasonable opinions from the supreme court that many people don't like as it pertains to, to the constitution but i won't sit back and just say that these democratic politicians can trample all over our rights and then sit here and pretend like these leaked recordings are in any way a revelation to anyone. Calm down. Y'all are crazy. But you know what? They're not going to listen to me, and I don't care if they do or they don't. That's why I moved out to the middle of nowhere. Why? I believe everyone's, for the most part, chosen their tribe, and they're going to go crazy. I guess there's a bunch of normies who don't want to be involved, as per usual, in any conflict, and we'll see how that plays out. But I'll leave it there. I don't know what's to come, but I— What do you mean there's some normies that don't want to be involved? You live in a—, a a compound that's not really that easily locatable. Like, you can't just find it. That's, wow. You just said normies that won't participate, but from the bravery of your compound, you send out videos. He is going to that protest, so he can at least put that under his belt and say, I was there. But I feel right now, with the Constitution being crapped all over, with grifter leftists taking quotes from me out of context, uh, out of context for the sake of just making money as an authoritarian jackboot corporate fascistic state takes over and they defend it. That's so wild. That's so wild because that's been happening for the past four years and he's been defending it the entire time. Sounds great, Antifa. Keep defending your massive multinational corporate. Yeah, and he did it. He did the double think there. The anti-fascists are really the fascists. Just, yeah, he's he's not a right-winger, guys. He's he's not. He's not. Operations that have merged with government interests, and I'll keep criticizing them. It's funny. I've had a bunch of articles call me a leftist for being anti-corporatist, and then the Young Turks call me right-wing because they're just trying to grift for drama content. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. I mean, he just projected there a little bit. He just projected there a little bit is that he perpetuates the right-wing news for money. Um, but yet still tries to claim his, uh, his, his neutrality because he, you know, he doesn't subscribe to any political party, just, just specific people, which, you know, you could call a cult personality, which in a lot of ways is worse than falling in line with a party, I guess. But the party also has a hierarchical system. So either way, man, you're joining a cult. You know, whether it's uh, one guy that you're following or a party, which also follows one guy. So, um, yeah, congrats on d d denouncing one cult for joining another. Cool. <sighs> well, I was going to do the Daily Wire videos, but your boy is not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. This this is going to be it for today. Um, check out the YouTube. Uh, go to Twitter. Um listen to more episodes uh theory thursday is gonna be yuval noah harari's homo sapiens uh chapter two is the next one and um i wish you all a very good night i'm gonna catch some capital z's some big ones i'm gonna, I'm gonna ride them like a wave and then i'm gonna wake up to a very hostile america but at least locally it seems pretty peaceful and i can enjoy my life on the on the microcosmic level but the macro um really needs to take a fucking chill pill like smoke some weed and watch some 
I wanted to say Rick and Morty, but like honestly, go find like an Alan Watts twenty four seven video on YouTube. Smoke some weed. Um, have some really pretty lights going and just chill the fuck out. You know, uh, politics sucks and Trump's not worth it. Neither is neither is Biden. Um, liberty and justice for all. Yeah, sure. Private property. No, no, not going to buy it. Uh, I pledge allegiance to just uh, liberty and justice for all. And that has been Tox News. Um, yes, sir. Now, if only the outro music was ever perfectly timed right. I wouldn't have to ramble on as if I wasn't prepared. Hmm.